This podcast is brought to you by The Learning Connection, School of Creativity and Art, tlc.ac.nz. So, kia ora everybody. Welcome to the Artist Talks that we um, hold on site. Every term we try and get a mixture of graduates, alumni, staff, as well as honour students to come along and present their work and discuss and talk about their journeys and the way they've unfolded. And we're going to have two today. And the first uh, person, it uh, gives me great pleasure to welcome Aidan Wolbacken. Hello. And Aidan, it's great to have you here to talk about your um, honours art and as well as your TLC creativity journey and the way it's unfolded. Cheers. TLC, when did you find it? Did it find you or did you find the learning connection? Yeah, I keep going back and forth as to which way that happened. Um, I found TLC and TLC found me. Um, I used to drive past this place every day, um, half an hour drive home and back to work. Um, so an hour I spent on the road and yeah, I guess subconsciously I was looking for something that was, you know, more, a bit, you know, that could be bigger in my, at the time, mundane life. And, you know, I saw this place. Um, yeah, and at the same time, you know, TLC found me because it's this big, bloody, colourful building that's <laughs> like looking down on the road. It's like, yeah. What were you doing at the time, Aidan? Um, so I was working at Resine, so I was sort of dealing with colour and um, somewhat art, colouring in walls, not really art, but um, yeah, I was, I was working at Resine and um, I painted this cardboard chicken that would have popped up um, and it was then and there I sort of realised that I might have a creative bone, I guess, and um, yeah, I decided to sort of go on a limb and yeah, here I am. And was there art prior to that through schooling? through primary or intermediate or secondary schooling, was there some creativity or art that was emerging at that point? Not really, I don't think. Um, I did like the general stuff that you do at school. Um, when it became a choice in high school, I didn't study art at all. Um, as, a, as, a, as a young child, nine years old, I watched Dragon Ball Z and cartoons and all the other kids, because we all enjoyed it, we shared that common interest. So, you know, I tried to draw a bit of that, but other than that, no, not really. Mm. Through high school, it was, too busy being cool or, I don't know, <laughs> bigger teenager. Yeah. Did you grow up locally? Um, I grew up in Wainuiomata, I was born in a lower hut. I moved to Auckland in my, um, in, when I was nine, my parents split, so I found myself up there and I um, found myself coming back down here. Mm, great. Mm. Um, yeah, it's interesting how a creative journey unfolds. What about your core drivers through your teenage years? Were you, uh, was there sport or were there other things that you were really passionate and interested in at the time? Yeah, I don't. Uh, it's a hard one. I guess I was out to prove myself, like everyone else is, at a, at a young age. Um, sport, yeah. Mm. Um, just being a young person, hang out with my mates, and you know, probably doing a few naughty things. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting though, because I mean, Jonathan Milne does talk about core, core drivers and intrinsic motivation and what gets us going. Because mm. when we do establish that, that's what gives us that passion and energy for what we do. So you mentioned sports and some other things at the time. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, with my friends, I'm thinking about it now, you know, we did a lot of um, native things, you know, we went on big bushwalks and spent a lot of time at the beach. Um, you know, maybe some of my subject matter or my art is heavily influenced by that. Um, it's probably pretty subliminal. I'm not really too sure how I, yeah, just... Yeah. Interesting. Mm. And what about you came to TLC, did you start at the certificate program? Yeah, so I, I did an initial few sketches which was the prerequisite or the requirement and um, I felt like I was maybe in a more ad advanced state than starting a certificate. Um, but 
I was so happy that they pushed me to do it because I that was probably the most mind break you know breaking you know part of this journey so far was mm. that six months of just full on um, you know dabbling with everything and not being not thinking that you were you know good at this when you try this and it was it was hectic yeah and did you uh, how did you find the working for the different processes of 2D and 3D did you find the whole experience just new yeah yeah it was all it was all different but at the same time all relevant um, you know you find when you when you touch touch on skills that um you know if you move on to something else then chances are that that's going to sort of help in some sort of way um, yeah so yeah, very different, but very relevant, yeah. Was there any decisive moments during that time in certificate which you strongly remember in terms of what someone said or what you noticed around you? Um, yeah, char I mean, a bit of charcoal drawing. For some reason, I just really, um, I, I, I jumped on that and, you know, that was awesome. I had good fun with that and um, I probably got some good response, yeah, some good critique from it as well. Mm. But, um, yeah, that sort of stuff for me was, yeah. And, and, and great that you can have that opportunity to play with material and media to see what you resonate with. Because I think when we get going, we don't quite know. We might have an idea, but the idea of tangenting going sideways is often something that people do while they're here. For sure, they're here at the I think that's one of like the, you know, the best parts or the, you know, the best keys to your art is being able to play and, and uh, mess around with, you know, with your, whatever your, your medium, something that I'm probably not doing as much as I should be doing of. Because um, yeah, thinking back, that's where all the you know, groundbreaking stuff happens. Mm you know, being free. Yeah. Did you flow naturally from cert into dip and into diploma honours? Was there any breaks in between? Um, no, I did have a break. I had a six month break. Um, I wanted to make some money. I think at the time I was finding out I was going to be a father. Yeah, something like that. So I needed to make some money and that became my core drive was being, you know, supportive to my family. Mm. Um, but yeah, I found myself coming back because you know, it was it was it was really pivotal um, art in my life, and you know, I I, um, I made the conscious decision that I was going to come back, and I was going to give it my all, and I was either going to crack it or I wasn't going to crack it, and um, yeah, sometimes I feel like I'm not as proactive as I need to be, but I don't know, it was it was really humbling, like even looking back at all my I've never looked back at all my work, I'm always looking at the next step, you know, the next thing, um, so it was it was nice to see what I have done, um, yeah. Fascinating that a, a life event came up, mm. like knowing that ooh, there'll be a child on the way, and you start questioning, you know, your purpose and what you're doing, and then, sure. like you said, you mentioned that word pivotal mm. uh, in terms of, you know, wh what are you going to do? Mm. Is, were you going to stay? Were you going to come to the learning connection and continue your creativity? You're going to find another job to just, you know, pull on the bread and butter. That's interesting, and then sure. that motivation that gave you to really push your boundaries. I think what you do in your eight-hour day as well, or whatever, is that's real you know, essential to how the, the other 16 hours of your day are treated, you know. And um, before I, I was not in a place where, you know, I did my eight hour workday and it was, it had a negative impact on my, you know, eight hours of sleep, my eight hours of recreation because I was doing something I wasn't necessarily, you know, like, which is, you know, work is part of life. Everyone needs to work and sometimes it's not always going to be fun. It's going to be work. But I find that because I do something in my eight hours that I enjoy, like, you know, my other 16 hours is just grass. It's, it's awesome. Mm, that's mm. great. Continue. That's a good reminder of trying to find employment, whether it be quarter time or part time mm. or free quarter time or full time, that supports your own vision with your creativity. Because I think the Learning Connection does produce a lot of part time workers in whatever capacity, whether it's in facilitating roles or um, working on some of the projects that you've been working towards with the murals. Mm. 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, yeah, I've had a part-time job throughout this journey and I think I'll always have a part-time job. Um, I mean, yeah, you know, art is not something that you're going to get paid. Like, I don't think it is necessarily something that you'll get paid for all the time mm. unless you're in a really awesome situation, you know, there'll always be, you know, it'll be, um, it'll come in waves like I'm finding with my murals at the moment. Um, it comes in waves. I get, I get larger sums of money than maybe I would get from a normal job, salary job, but um, you know, yeah, there is that organizing and managing and sure. Yeah. And I just, I'll just stop this photo because um, was this one of your f initial first projects? <laughs> it's, it's awful to get, but yeah, that's one of the first ones. And how did that opportunity arise? Um, I, I was real proactive. I've always been real pro proactive. Um, you know, I was on Facebook and I was just on my local group site and I was you know, has anyone got a wall they want me to paint, um, pay, pay for materials, you know, I'll do the labour for free, I'm, I'm all for it. And um, yeah, this, this, this playgroup came up and um, they, were, they were telling me where they were. That building itself is uh, 15 metres off the road. And they were saying, we're, we're this place with a little, we're, we've got a rainbow on our door. And I went to like three other buildings, it's an old high school, I went to three other buildings looking for it, couldn't find it. Finally found that little, you can see in the left hand corner, that little rainbow, I was like, oh, this is the place. And so part of their brief was just, uh, they wanted to be seen with a big rainbow. So like, if you go past this place, you know, this is, that's the first thing you see in this massive school. There's just this big, ugly, colourful rainbow that, <laughs> that's hilarious. Interesting um, how you're giving them a bit of visual identity or enhanced visual identity by, yeah. you know, listening to what they wanted. Yeah, it was, fu it was a funny, it was awesome. I mean, yeah. I, had a, I had a trailer on the back of my truck and I had a ladder fully extended in my trailer to get to the top of there, like it was so bad and dangerous, but you know, we got it done. It was <laughs> Interesting, eh? Just the, you know, the opportunities arise, how we do it, mm. and what we learn from that as well. For sure, yeah. And so I think we've got a number of um, images that sort of show and demonstrate you taking opportunities mm. along the way, and I've really admired your use of marketing on social media, mm. asking questions, um, posting images, doing videos. Is that just something you've had the initial drive yourself or has that been in collaboration with anybody else? Yeah, I mean, we sort of live in a digital age and um, where does it come from? Um, yeah, sorry, Danielle helps me, my partner. She, um, she does some videoing for me. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've always, we've, you know, Facebook's been throughout my sort of my, my years now and, um, you know, you follow people that are of interest and I guess I've just taken little, you know, things from them and yeah, just tried to not replicate but just you know follow that flow on that wave eh? like mm. there's a lot of momentum on digital media and most people are on it um, you know people find it really hard to walk into a, a gallery or to, to go look at your work consciously but on Facebook it's unconscious it's, it's like you know they just see it and they go they can make a real quick honest decision like unlike do I want to message them or not you know like it's just it you know it's bad but it takes away that need to interact which is also a real important skill I think in art but yeah. And doing it on multiple levels now, it looks like, you know, you're connecting with people physically. You've told me recently about council opportunities that have arisen, um, with some of those chorus boxes that you've been, um, you know, doing the visual, visual um, impact on, as mm. well as um, opportunities like this, which I think you've shared on the share space as well, in terms of yeah. having an opportunity to work with a large-scale wall. I mean, again, that was, a, um, that was a digital opportunity again. I saw it on Big Deals, which is a big site, you know, in Wellington. Um, I was just fortunate enough to, yeah, I commented. Um, I think it was, you know, there was 
there's 50 different artists I think that she said she, that applied for it and I think it was a matter of just right place right time my style was something that they were after you know it's just it's so everyone's so different and everyone will want something different and mm. you know, I was just lucky that you know she was looking for something that I sort of you know I produce. Mm. Great and what's it like having, you know, having this massive large wall and, and, and considering what you're going to do to work with that space? Um, it is daunting but at the same time, like you can use little techniques like I've learned to sort of put, photograph my canvases. Um, digital media has become a big part of my process. Um, you know, I produce these murals and I'm able to, you know, replicate the colours of my digital colours through spray paint. So, you know, it would seem daunting, but see, like that's a photograph, a photograph and I've just worked digitally on top of the photograph. So it means that you can sort of really, you know, tackle a canvas, you know, for what it is, instead of like, you know, if you draw out a little square box, you know, it's, it's not necessarily a square box, it, you know, it is, but, you know, there's these negative spaces of windows to work around and you want to sort of break the space. So um, I guess, yeah, digital media has really helped my process. Um, so in terms of bringing it back to the Learning Connection classes, so do you, term by term, do you just pick classes that you think are going to relate to your creative journey as it's unfolded or yeah, what's your... I'm really bad. Um, I take I take classes that that genuinely do interest me, but um, I find that I'm the, with the workload I have, um, I get quite distracted. So sometimes I'm not in class, or I'm in another room trying to um, you know catch up with one of these sort of projects, um, which is yeah, I, I I need to make the most of my time here. It's something that I'm sort of still processing. Like you know, it's it's going to end soon, and I can do this anytime. But I'm trying to ride the wave at the same time as be here. It's like it's real difficult. Yeah, what's well, interesting with the honours program, having those ideas of small starts or pre presentation package and creative work experience in the current quals, it's quite interesting how that can help shape up the stepping stones to working more independently and sustainably, yeah. sustainably outside of the learning connection. I mean, I'm, I've been quite fortunate that you know my I've had opportunities that sort of relate directly to the honours program. So, um, mm. you know, my mentors have been really, um, yeah, helpful and supportive of me. You know doing it, I guess. <laughs> Great. Yeah. And you, you've also, and speaking of the social media projects, you've had that, uh, you know, draw, draw Your Pet project. Was that one of the initial Facebook campaigns that you started with? Yeah, like pet portraits and stuff, yeah. Um, yeah, I think I related to it heavily because I, 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 I have a dog named Django, a German Shepherd, and he was one of my direct subject matters and or like subjects and I could really relate to him and I found that you know I could relate that energy to other people's pets. Mm. Um, I started, I veered off it completely. Um, I do charcoal still. I find that that's like sort of relevant to the, um, the output, to the money I can take in, it's sort of okay. But painting things like full on paintings and digital paintings, I just, um, I can't justify you know the time for costs and that's, you know, it shouldn't do, but that's something that's sort of dictating what work I choose now. Sure. All part of that creativity spiral thing where you're, you're, you're reviewing as you go mm. to see, you know, what's sustainable and how that you can continue with those dependable projects you're working on. Mm. I mean, right here, so we're looking at some earlier works, eh, that you're just talking about? Yeah, that's one of my first charcoal sketches that I was really, um, draw, well, you know, happy with. Mm. It's funny because it was so quick, you know, it was like a 20, 20 minute sketch or something stupid. You know, it's like time is sort of irrelevant sometimes in that. It's crazy. Yeah, great. But also, to, you know, you, you did something, it worked well, you reviewed it, and then you decided, well, maybe I could branch out with that. 
So it's quite fascinating to see how the, you, you then use social media and start a sharing opportunities. I, know, I think there was a couple of hundred shares on one of those projects that you got, so. Yeah, I f yeah, I feel like, yeah. I mean, it's one of those things that a lot of people relate to because they do have pets, but um, yeah, digital, you know, digital media is really, again, it's real, it's real good to get criticism, um, you know, just be constructive with it, constructive with it I guess. Mm. Um, you know, it's not necessarily, sometimes it's bad, but you can always evolve from it. Mm. Great. What about collabs? I saw back here we've got um, an image of a pretty awesome Tereska. collab that you yeah. worked with, was it end of last year or beginning of this year? Yeah, end of, end of, mid to end of last year. Mm. Um, yeah, Tereska is, is also very interested in, in birds as a subject matter and um, yeah, this had not much planning. We had a basic idea what we were going to do and, and it took off, you know, we really enjoyed it and um, I feel like we got the result. Um, yeah, it was yeah, it was crazy. It, it went really well. It took us a week. Um, had had the masking tape idea in my mind for for a while, just watching another artist um, that I follow. But um, you know, we took yeah opportunities to play with uh, mixed media. So she did soft pastels. Um, I I painted the bird and did oil pastels in my corner, and then charcoal in the middle. But um, yeah. It's great that you can work with those opportunities and I think TLC has also offered you another opportunity recently to continue with that idea. For sure. You're making something similar and, yeah. maybe f and filming it and so it's like with those mural projects you're doing and the pet, pr um, the pet portraits and collabs, it's interesting what that then allows uh, an opportunity that, to then maybe carry on further. Yeah, it's a really nice feeling when it does generate something, you know, to come. Um, doesn't always happen with art, you know, sometimes it's, de it's dead end but... Um, yeah, it's, it's a feeling that, you know, it's really nice, mm. yeah. In, in terms of the remaining terms with your honours programme, because which part of the whereabouts are you within the honours programme? Um, I'm nearly halfway through, so this is my second term of honours, yeah. Great. What are some of your ambitions, or where are you hoping to uh, use your time in the last part of your honours programme? Oh man, I, I, I'm going to say that I should really try and sit in all my classes and do them, but um, that's an ambition. I'm not sure if I will, based on just the work I've got. Um, my next full-on job, um, I, I'm painting a course box. That's one of my next jobs. So I've, that's um, my second one after my Kiwi. Um, my next big job is I'm painting both sides of Queen's Arcade. So that's something that's happening within the next month. Um, that's mentoring youth again and working alongside another artist. Um, yeah, I'm not sure what I'm going to try and achieve. I'm, I'm probably just going to... I don't know, I keep doing what I'm doing. It's, it's hard to sort of plan it all. Yeah, for sure, a balance of being intuitive and letting it happen as well as having a, a vision that you're yeah. aspiring towards as well. Mm, for sure. Yeah, I need to keep that intuitive and, you know, be playful because that's where, you know, real breakthroughs happen again. Yeah, I need to do that. Definitely. Mm. Awesome, Adam. Just going to open some questions to the floor. Just take my mic off. And if you've got a question, throw your hand up and I'll bring the microphone to you. Anyone got some questions for Adam? Oh, there we go. Cheers. Um, you said you worked for Razine, so I'm guessing uh, colour selection, you had a bit of a background in that. How do you select your colours that you use in your art? Is there a process? Um, yeah, like I, I definitely look at um, natural resources. So I look at references of what I'm working with and I try and depict that based on, you know, what my eye sees, I guess. 
Um, further to that, I will, yeah, I'll, I'll throw that on a digital canvas and then I will um, go to my spray painting shop, which have, I think it's a limited range of 251 colours, but I find that most of the time I can get a pretty close match to one of those colours. Um, but yeah, at Rosine I was pretty terrible. I wasn't really a great colour matcher. I wasn't the guy they went to. I sort of tried to like isolate myself away from any like extra roles. I was really bad. But I really wish that I did because it's a pretty, um, you know, it's an awesome skill to have that I'm slowly building. Yeah, it really is. Any other questions? Do you ever change from your plan? Yeah, all the time. Yeah. So yeah, if I'm producing something and I've got a well, it's getting it's getting better now. Like I'm I'm able to sort of really um, envision how it's going to work. But um, I find that sometimes I do need to you know veer a, a motif off to a different side or change it. Yeah, that's part of that creative eye that we all have. You know, you, if something doesn't look like it's going to work necessarily, then you sort of just you're in the moment, then you'll, you'll go about it how you will. Um, so yeah, definitely. <laughs> Good questions. Um, hey, Aidan, um, how's fatherhood affected your artwork and um, has it given you another subject to maybe in the future um, incorporate into your art? I'd love to, eh? I'd love to do some, some drawings or paintings of Wolf. Um, it's, it's probably, oh, it sounds bad to say it's a ne negative effect, but it's like, it's, it's quite stressful, I don't know, because I'm trying to spend time with, you know, the favourite thing in my life, but I'm trying to do something that's going to make him, like, provide, and, you know, like, it's a real, it's a killer, it's a killer balance, eh? Um, yeah, I had, like, an anxiety attack last week, so um, I found that him, you know, he has been a big part of like my cure like he's so I've just been spending lots of time with him and um, so he's sort of shifted to a positive influence on my I don't know yeah <laughs> yeah yeah I've got a big yeah his name's Wolf and I've got a big wolf on my chest just an excuse to get a tattoo though I'm just a binge tattooer I love tattoos <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's an interesting point that Randy brings up though the whole juggling yeah. of your life and any other work mm. that you have or parents or children, partnerships and how you make that work. Yeah, for sure. I think everyone's got their own um, battle or their own juggle to, you know, to try and work with. Um, yeah, it's very new to me, so yeah, it's quite raw and just really trying to, yeah, something you just figure as you go. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. I think you've done a, had a wonderful creative journey so far while you've been at TLC. I look forward to seeing the way you push further boundary and uh, using the, the, the opportunity of the classes to push yourself even further. It's been great seeing you grow. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Dan. All good. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks, everyone. So, kia ora, part two. Great to have Morgan Smith here. Welcome. Hello. Thank you. <laughs> and I asked that question to most people we have on board. Did TLC find you or did you find TLC? Um, I think TLC found me mainly, like I heard of school, I saw the bus go by all the time and I was like, oh wow, this looks really cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, like after I'd finished my job before um, entering TLC, I was thinking, oh, like I, like, I want to focus on art now. Um, and like 
the opportunities like for me were quite narrow I suppose like it was like messy university kind of stuff and I was like uh, but I always heard that it was so theory based like most of it was like written and so I wasn't really keen on that because yeah my educational background wasn't very good <laughs> um, so yeah like I was gonna I, I was gonna sign up anyway and then my mum she messaged me and my sister was with me at the time and um, she's like don't sign up for anything yet you know there, there's a school the learning connection you, you need to check it out and thank thankfully like that, that happened like I was like okay I'll, I'll go check it out and um, I, on on the website and it just seemed so appealing to me and mm. I was like well I want to sign up straight away you know and it was a day in for this next certificate class and I was a little bit nervous if they were going to accept me or not but luckily they did so yeah. And what were you doing before that Morgan? You spoke that you were doing some other work or employment? Um, yeah I had actually just finished at Weta um, and that was in the rotoscope department and that wasn't very, a, a very much a creative um, department it was pretty much just cutting scenes for compositors to make you know a scene with and it was just very yeah like I, I was a part of the computer <laughs> it was just you know cutting frames and that's it you know and tracking it um, and then after that was done uh, I was just kind of like well you know I made it there but I wasn't really able to show who I was as an artist you know so yeah, that's, I just kind of gave up on that, <laughs> that part of my life really and wanted to move on to my own stuff. Sure. Yeah. And go, what are, going back to some of the questions to Aidan, going back to childhood, primary school, secondary school, early childhood, was creativity uh, something that came through? Um, yeah, I always tried. Like, I loved anime like, mm. and cartoons as well. Um, yeah, used to, as a kid, pretend that I was a characters as well. <laughs> Um, but yeah, and drawing was a bit, a bit of it. It wasn't anything I ever kind of like consistently had done. It was just like a spur of the moment, like, oh, I'll just draw. And, you know, at that time as well, I wasn't such a harsh critique as I am now. So it was quite, yeah, more fluid and intuitive. But yeah, so anime <laughs> was <laughs> where it all began. Yeah, great. So it's interesting, eh, someone's life and journey, the way it just unfolds and where they go at any given time. And so you started here in the certificate program, like a day or two before it started. And yeah, tell yeah, us yeah. about that. Well, how was the first few days and weeks of your certificate program? It was really good. It was really interesting because, um, yeah, that when people told what people told me about like the learning connection in terms of like, it's more hands-on, they really emphasised that in the early certificate stages. So, you know, that from doing the collage to the face masks and. Um, paper mache and stuff with the masks. It was just so cool. It looked t like took you all the way back to, you know, when you're at kindergarten or something like that. Mm. Um, and to step in that, uh, into that like as an adult, it was just like, whoa, <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, and just play like what Aiden said with the playing with 3D and 2D and um, how, yeah, they just kind of work hand in hand with one another. It's just really cool, yeah. So that open approach suited your way of being? Uh, really, uh, like, like, before that, it was still just paper, you know, mm. it was never 3D. And so, yeah, when the 3D came about, um, it was, yeah, it was just really mind-blowing at the time as well, you know, it was um, really cool, yeah. Seeing what other, what other possibilities could be generated. Yeah, definitely, yeah. And then when you, when you were able to pick your own classes, what did you gravitate towards? Did you, were some of your own core drivers starting to emerge at that point? Yeah, yeah, at the point, um, 
I was already being really hard on myself. I was like, oh gosh, this, this sucks. <laughs> so I, I was, um, technical, technicality um, to art was something I was always interested in, to, in, in as well. Like, um, I think, yeah, there was a bit of a uh, personal interest in that, but there was also that commercial kind of stuff of like, um, I've seen people who were in the fantasy industry and stuff like that, that were really, um, you know, they profited from it. And that was something I really wanted to do as well. Mm. Um, but I, I knew that listening to these people that I looked up to, they had to get an education for it. Um, so yeah, I went into this really analytical stage, which was just purely analytical. And it was um, a little bit destructive to the pro um, creative process for me at, at, the, um, at, at times. But then um, coming to your classes and actually not thinking about it and just letting the medium speak for itself was really helpful because I got to debrief. Um, yeah, so. so it's an interesting overall balance of um, playing, but learning technical skills and then trying to get the two to work hand in hand so that yeah. you can work in an unconscious way and be self-expressive. But I think um, uh, watching you was great because you did cover a lot of bases to work out where, where you would wish to go as an artist. Yeah, and that's still so confusing at times. Mm. Like, um, yeah, like that fear around what you do if people are going to like it. But then it's like at the end of the day, I just need to like it, you know, like mm. for some of the personal stuff. Yeah, so. Interesting, eh? the psyche and the mind mm. in relation to what we create yeah. and the way we can feel about it. And then other people come along where you post it and share it and then, yeah. yeah. It's always a surprise. Mm. Were there some key moments in the early parts of your program, early parts of CERT or DIP diploma, mm -hmm. when you just, you heard something that, that just really resonated for you or you went for a creative process that really helped you to where you are? Currently, um, yeah, it's it's that kind of like people communication collaboration kind of thing um, mm. really surprises me. Like, um, yeah, like just feedback as well. Like, I, I probably should be asking for more. Um, my fear probably comes across with that. Um, not asking probably comes across more as a snobby, <laughs> like really just. Um, I don't know, I don't know, aggressive or something like that, I don't know, but um, yeah, no, it's, uh, I, can't, I can't quite right now think about a political yeah. moment, but it, they, it's, it is usually when other people are, all, uh, other people are involved. Involved, great. Yeah. And I've seen that myself, just you, you either collabing or disconnecting or sharing. Mm -hmm. um, Kieran does a, a talk on photography mm -hmm. and, he, and, and he shows a couple of images of yours in that talk. Mm -hmm. and he, he speaks about that idea of posting and putting yourself out there. Mm -hmm. It was it's really interesting to see that you've taken that as a bit of a strand for your creativity yeah. and using social media channels or Instagram or mm. yeah, what's your thoughts about sharing your work in that, in that way? Um, when I'm sometimes it's blank, <laughs> sometimes I just post it up and um, other times it's like I, I probably should be a little bit more about like hey this is open for critique, um, do so please. Um, but you know sometimes some people just are kind enough to critique, you know, and um, leave uh, really helpful uh, critiques like, you know, what is this, who is this character, um, why are they wearing what they're wearing and all this kind of stuff to the more expressive scribbly stuff to, oh, I can pull out this mm -hmm. from the scribble that I wouldn't have seen and it's like really helpful, you know, stuff to put into the next project or drawing, so 
Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's good. Um, and the power of hashtag is pretty amazing <laughs> on social media, you know. But um, at the same time, that's also a little bit confusing because, you know, you use, use a hashtag and then all it is is a like. Mm. And it's like, I, I, it's like, oh, OK, you like it. You know, why? <laughs> um, yeah, so. Yeah, interesting. Sometimes you just do things accidentally. Like, I, no I noticed that you do some fantastic things where it's on, just on the bit of brown paper beneath your piece of paper that you're working on. <laughs> you know, sometimes the free, intuitive, and the way that feeds onto your developed work. Like, this is a great example of something that you've ever posted online to share your process. Mm. Yeah. I'm always hunting for a particular process, which is still at this stage, just uh, not something I should be thinking about, I think. You know, I think it's letting it just develop mm. um, until it becomes something that's less about the critique for myself and more about just the expression, if that yeah, makes yeah. sense. And Finding just that balance. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Great. Uh, you worked towards having, like uh, Aidan talked about collabing, you had a, an exhibition yes. which you collaborated. Do we have any images? No, I'm sorry, yeah, I couldn't find any. You can just talk about it's it. It's on my partner's phone, he's here now, so <laughs> if you want to just... <laughs> um, no, yeah, but um, Tess, again, she's the collab go-to um, person. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Tess. <laughs> so how did that opportunity arise? Um, how did, oh, how did... I think we just decided... Um, I don't know, it was just bird, they were... Yeah, yeah, we, 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 we knew it was, it was one of the requirements that you could do to pass. But um, also we just clowned around and we were friends at the time. Um, and birds just happened to be the thing that we decided to do. And it was a really fun project as well. Mm. Like, so you worked towards a topic? Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. Um, yeah, my, I mean, I chose charcoal at the time because, it, um, yeah, it's really... Um, it's a forgiving medium, you know, like you mm. can move it around and I like gesture in artwork and mm. so and and with that 3D stuff that we did in um, certificate that crossed over like w with the interest of form and sculpting and so you could do that with charcoal, yeah, mm. so um, yeah, no, it was just cool to the contrast between Tessa's beautiful coloured pieces and the mediums that she used to my more <laughs> darky charcoal you know bland <laughs> kind of ones so, were you yeah. certain all the way about what you were doing or did it change as you went or tell us about the, the journey of you know getting ready for an exhibition yeah no it was um for that one it was a bit erratic at times like mm. there'll be a day where i was like i pumped out two um and i was like oh yeah this is great and then the next one i had a brick wall and i was like ah look, it looked didn't look how i wanted it to look um it's funny actually how pressure does affect the results um, and working on a timeline. So mm. my major piece that I'm sorry, I don't have an image of it, but uh, it was uh, on a, a A5, is that big? A5? No, that's small. What? A1, yeah, it was, yep, yeah, A1. So it was big, <laughs> can't need to know my paper sizes. <laughs> um, it was a big one and I got it done in two hours, but yeah, like, it was that stress that was just like, get it done, who cares about it, you know, like, <laughs> it's got to look pretty. Um, yeah. And, like, letting that happen, but then also I kind of withered away and, yeah, just went intuitively and it came out really nicely. So, mm. yeah, that um, stress kind of helps. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, well, Aidan talked about it before, sometimes a limited time frame means you concentrate all that energy into it. And yeah, so looking at some of the examples that you have shared with us today, you've got a wonderful balance of what you've done in digital, you know, lots of layers or undo and redo and versus some of the spontaneity that's coming through the other media. Mm. 
And great that you can work towards a collection of works, because sometimes we can feel quite sporadic, I guess. Yeah. And when you're working towards an exhibition, you're working towards trying to create a solid body of work, yeah, which yeah. demonstrates yeah, the way you can be consistent. Yeah, and consistency is something I should, um, I, I'm chasing after, so I probably should be doing some more of these kind of like, yeah, focused um, things. Yeah. Mm, great. What are your thoughts of uh, work that you do by hand versus do that you do digitally? Um, well, like, they, they complement each other and I think I'm trying to get the two to work together in a way that's, it's funny because the digitals, when I was purely working on digital, it was fun to start with, but then I, it just started getting a little bit too much and there was a need for traditional media. Mm. And um, yeah, I go on flux, I can't be on one for too long. Um, or the other for too long because yeah, it's bouncing between the two. So um, yeah, I, I find that with in, if anything, the digital stuff that I do are now kind of just more transparent layers and colours. Um, mm. Nothing too opaque with that stuff because I, I want that traditional aspect showing through as well. Mm. Um, but you know that that too also goes in flux. Like one day I'll just be like, now nah, just bang out a. Um, digital piece or just done digitally or yeah just do a traditional so it's great you can talk about how they feed on to each other yeah, yeah. and you can see that with the way the way you make your marks mm. and some of them you can't even tell you know is it digital yeah. or is it um, hand yeah. that's good that's sometimes yeah for some of the things I'm trying to aim for so yeah and uh, the future for Morrigan the idea of working towards your own personal projects or working towards commission work where, where do you hope to see yourself going forward um, I I am really enjoying uh, being hired for really anything. Like um, the book cover one that I, uh, not book cover, the book 24 illustration book one was, again, uh, pretty awesome because it was giving me that time limit, you know, and, um, and forcing me to be like, I have to leave it alone now and just move on to the next one, you know, and that's a really helpful process for me because I do work erratically. I'm like, ah, you know, and uh, it needs to look like this or have this, you know, effect and whatnot. But um, this one just, I let it be what it is. And then when I look back at it, I'm like, actually, it's not too bad, you know. So I'd love to take on more commissions yeah. um, for book covers or um, mm. illustrated pieces for a book. Yeah. So. Yeah, interesting, eh? That idea of a, a brief and working towards <laughs> that and it keeps you to task. And yeah. yeah, whether it be book or your own projects. And uh, I mean, in terms of projects for myself, I think it's still in the exploration stage. It's still um, playing around with the mediums and themes and stuff. Mm. Uh, yeah, so it's, it's still like I'm still here, but I'll be at home. Yeah. <laughs> any shows in mind? Do you think you might work towards any more collaborations of showing or sharing your work on the net or uh, in a physical space? Any ideas yeah. in mind for that? Um, all of them, right? Like, mm. I, I, I would love to collaborate Again, um, yeah. I, I guess I just need to make myself more, you know, approachable for that, you know. Um, yeah, my, I'd like to work with somebody else um, and I would like to do my own one, my own um, little exhibition. Um, not sure at the moment what, what theme-wise, but there, there'll be something, <laughs> hopefully mm. soon. Great. Yeah. yeah, I think when artists have their deadlines and their projects that they're working towards, it can be very, very helpful, yeah. as you've already experienced. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to ask some questions to anybody in the, the audience who wants to ask Morrigan about his creative process. Feel free to put your hand up. 
Hey, how's it going? Um, so you, obviously I follow your work and, and uh, some others in this room as well. Um, and I'm, I'm constantly amazed by the quality of your work. Um, Thank you. I think your line work is beautiful. And you seem to have this ability to sort of solidify it into a design project, but then be flexible or loose enough to be able to have a work that still asks questions. You know? So I'm, I'm sort of seeing the tight, loose, and you seem comfortable going back and forth, which is a really valuable skill. Oh, thank you, know, you. Art and design, and having those hats. Um, yeah, I, I really like uh, the, the contour work, um, the drop shadow, the textures, and how you, you know, this, this is so much confidence. Oh, oh. <laughs> and I'm sort of saying this because I remember um, doing TFAC with you as a staff member and, um, and used to sort of scribble on the, on the page, I think on the, on the tabletops, yeah. you know, and that kind of made me think, hey, this, this dude's d determined, yeah. you know. And so seeing from that to now and just how, how far you've come. Thank um, you. So, yeah, it, it, your work makes my eyes happy. Oh, so cool. there's always thank a, you. Like, yeah, so, yeah, there's, it's always a treat. Even, even the collateral, the unfinished stuff, mm. it's like, oh, yeah, so, um, I'm well often done, sulking when I'm doing all my art. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's well done. Thank you. Awesome summation, Karen. Anybody else? I've basically just walked in off the street today. Um, a lot of your work looks like you, physically. <laughs> Do you reference yourself in a lot of your work or is that just my imagination? No, I've been told that before and I don't um, reference myself ever. Like, I never do this in front of the mirror thing, but and it's kind of awkward because now it's like, is it because I'm egotistical? <laughs> 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 Am I thinking about myself the whole time? <laughs> no, um... You so are. <laughs> no, I, I don't, but um, I do, when I did the observational drawings, I, I guess I did gravitate to the more androgynous looking people. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and that must come through. <laughs> yeah, artist in residence, Robert Franken talks about the art being a byproduct. <laughs> Anybody else? So fantastic to have you here and speaking so confidently in front of everyone and awesome to have some others' thoughts about your work as well. Thank you. <laughs> and so when, so you're here for a couple more weeks? One more week, yeah, one more week and then um, got to take on the big wide world. Right. <laughs> yeah. And people can follow you how if you're out in creativity? Um, yeah, Facebook is what I usually use to promote myself um, and uh, Instagram. Uh, I do uh, want to make an, uh, my own website, um, but yeah, I, I need to get around the technicalities of all that kind of stuff, um, which is good because I have. Uh, Wix uses Wix. Yeah. Or I use Alan. <laughs> 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 but yeah, no, um, yeah, just Facebook really, primarily at the moment. So. You've got a common, do you do, would people uh, add you as friend or do you have an artist page as well that people can follow? Oh, I need to restart that artist page. But yeah, yeah. usually at the moment it's kind of friend, um, mm. friends on Facebook. But cool. yeah, an artist page on Facebook will become back. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. Awesome. You've done very well today. Thank you. Cheers, Oregon. So much. This podcast was brought to you by The Learning Connection, School of Creativity and Art, tlc.ac.nz.